0: The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand. And keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Hello, everyone. Your host, Eric Brown of Neo Reality Entertainment. Is back with Nioriati Collective. So you're probably wondering where the hell is Episode 60. Well, uh, it's not coming anytime soon. Uh, I wanted to catch up on a bunch of stuff I missed. Uh, I might get something down by February, but right now uh, I want to catch up on some reviews I've done I missed out on and other plot points I need to catch up on. But there was something that came out. <laughs> this week at at, at, at Image Comics, that when I read it, I was like, okay, this has got something I gotta talk about. Because I have no idea anything about this, other than anything from Linkara's review atop the fourth wall where he talked about Mark Miller and his um, stories in the past. Like, for those who don't know, Mark Miller is Considered a is a comic book writer and has done a ton of stories in the in his runs, such as the Authority after Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch left. Yeah, he also did the Ultimates. Yeah, uh, he's also written Fantastic Four, X Men, Avengers, uh, Marvel Knights, Spider Man, and Wolverine. He's also. He's also the one that created the uh, kick-ass character, kick-ass stuff that he did. Uh, He also wrote Nemesis by Steve McNiven. We'll get to that. Jupiter's Legacy, Super Crooks, uh, The Secret Service, with Dave Gibbons, the guy who helped create Watchmen. And yeah, mostly he's also the guy that did Superman Red Son, his most famous work. And he also wrote Troubled, the uh, romantic comedy comic, and I use that term loosely, that makes me think, uh, here's the best way to describe when I look at that comic, I look at that comic and I'm thinking, Mark Miller, is your design, is your proposal to bring back romance comics, is the equivalent of Alan Moore writing... Uh, writing, uh, let's see, what kind of... what's the best... uh, the Teletubbies. Let's go with that. Let, let, let's do that. Uh, Alan Moore writes Teletubbies is about as believable as Mark Miller bringing back romance comics. So yeah, let's go with that. Because during all the, uh, high ultra violent stuff he's done in his stories, and when he's under restraint, there's still some kind of messed up stuff, like even the comics, even he did a story with Superman, and that mostly took the perspective of a kid who had to realize that his, uh, one of his, quote, buddies was an animal-murdering serial killer, and they seem to be in their elementaries. Like, it ended on a much better, happier note, and even Superman stopped by, but, like, still, it's kind of dark, messed up that this, uh, kid has developed a serial killer mentality for animals. I'm not gonna say something, because I could clearly make a joke about that, but, uh, let's just go with, um, uh, his last name is Rick Paul, and he has recently been outed for a bunch of horrible things with animals, But moving on. Now you're probably wondering what the heck is Nemesis? I did not know anything about this character or the story or anything really. So I had to do, so anything I learned up on is from Wikipedia and citing the source citations to get the gist of everything. But the publicity was launched in, but the story was in 2010 when it came out, but there was a publicity launching of it in 2009 with a teaser image contained the caption, What if Batman was the Joker? Miller revealed that it was only one of number of possible lines they went with. His favorite being, and this should sum up the entirety of Mark Miller's uh, writing when unrestrained, is what if Batman was a total C word? Um, yeah, that was a thing, because uh, the character is a rich a-hole who is more criminal than hero and will do horrible, horrible things, and somehow Marvel published this at the, the, first, is- the first four issues, when it was a miniseries. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, uh... Nemesis is a villain character, because that's a good idea, and he... And at the end of that issue, um, the comic ends with the, with, with revealing that that all know Nemesis is dead, so yeah, apparently Nemesis is dead, after he gets shot in the head with a headshot, but Maru is injured when Maru kills him, but, like... Yeah. So, yeah, Nemesis is dead in this universe. So naturally he comes back in this reboot because that is what this is. It's a reboot. Now, you're probably wondering, "Why would I be interested in talking about this?" It's um It's not because of the writing or Mark Miller himself. It's because of the art. Because in the original run, it was Steve McNiven in the original Nemesis series. Now, 2023, Mario Miller has somehow, impossibly, got George freaking Jimenez from DC Comics to do this. There is so much to unpack from that statement alone. Yeah, Mark Miller got freaking George Jimenez, the artist for Justice League, Batman, Superman, and a whole bunch of other stuff he's done with his impressive colored art, with his impressive dynamic artwork, and he's been hired by Mark Miller to do this story, to help draw the art artwork, and even got the colorist, I can't pronounce his name, I tried, to, who worked on Batman to come in and to do this that has had a collaboration with George a since, if I had to take a guess since, uh, I wanna say since the Superman Action Comics run during Rebirth, but I could be wrong. So yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Nemesis Reloaded is the reboot of this story and it even comes with an introduction by Mark Muller, saying, it feels weird to reboot one of your own projects, but kind of nice too. Historically, pop culture icons get a facelift every 15 or so years. As the Tim Burton era, Batman gets replaced by Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight, or Daniel Craig makes way for Henry Cavill, or the mighty Aaron Taylor Johnson, politics tend to also move in these big 10 to 15 year swings, too. As the White House turns red or blue for half a generation, and comics likewise ebb and flow with new takes on old ideas. Nemesis was a book I created with the brilliant Canadian artist Steve McNiven. All my favorite Americans turned out to be Canadian, and Steve is no exception. We brought this book out 13 years ago, right in the middle of the kick-ass mania, and it sold gangbusters. It was only four issues long, but I think I've signed as many of these as I've signed many other evergreens, like Old Man Logan. Yeah, he, he, were, he created the Old Man Logan character, which, you know, means that Logan, the... Finale to, an, to a shared universe. The X-Men, in my humble opinion, besides uh, Dark Phoenix, was a thing. So that story only happened because Mark Millar happened. Kick-Ass, Superman, Red Sun, and Civil War. Oh yeah, that's the only other comic I ever got from Mark Millar uh, is Civil War, the one where Captain America died got killed in, the event comic, yeah, and if you do a Google, well, you'll see homemade toys, guys and guys have beautifully painted and splattered with fake blood. 20th Century Fox bought the movie rights, first for the legendary Tony Scott, and then for the great George Canarin. I'm pretty sure I butchered that, I am sorry. Watch those laughs, it that- that was snapped up by Warner Bros., and it's been written and rewritten over there for years. What's the fascination with the pro with this project? How did I, Steve, uh, Steve and I make more money from this concept than we did from even Civil War, Marvel's biggest selling graphic novel of all time? It was literally just four issues. There are so many different things I do differently now, and this is, a, is a, the curse of being a published writer. Once your project is out there, there's nothing you can do, right? Well, that's the beauty of the soft reboot. Superman was very different by the mid-50s his, than his Golden Age roots, then the new, character on the new take on the character flipped again in 1971, and John Bryan's revamp in 1986. This was my chance to bring Nemesis into a new age and tweak the origin, so I had more room to play than the original four issues. And also integrate him into this Miller World universe we put together, leading directly to a huge series we're doing in July. Uh... Okay, uh, about that. uh, Yeah, he has a big event comic coming out. Uh, Yeah. And I'm not kidding. He got Marvel's Pepe freaking Larez on this. If you're wondering why the X-Men book has lost its superstar artist, I think it's because of Big Game. Like... How do you do that? How do you get these artists? I know you're a big pop, big superstar. And if I'm correct, isn't... um I'm trying to remember his name. Isn't uh, Dan DiDio involved in this project? Which, you know, kind of fits when considering how much of an edge he tries to be in his comics. But um, moving on from that complaint I have... Uh, yeah... Big Game is where every one of our characters cross over in a spectacular summer event drawn by Marvel Refuge, Refugee, Pepe Larraz. He went from revamp, helping Hickman revamp the X-Men to this. I question my sanity, and I wish I could commission him to artwork for me. For fan art purposes and fan fiction ideas. But anyways, that's, that's the narrative dream. It's going to be spectacular, and I couldn't miss the chance to do the most perfect version of this concept, and I have the character interacting with all my other favorites. The whole experience has been incredibly satisfying, and I couldn't have asked a better partner than DC's greatest and greatest artist, the brilliant, brilliant George Jimenez. So enjoy Nemesis Reloaded, and wait until you see where this book, Nightclub, The Magic Order Volume 4, and our new amb- The Ambassadors take you. I promise you it's going to be the best money you ever slipped for me. Cheers for now, Mark Millar. Yep, that's the introduction page. So yeah, we're gonna be right back after these messages and dig right into Mark Millar and George Jimenez's Nemesis Reloaded ad. Oh god, I am absolutely stunned by how much George Jimenez is giving his all in this. We'll be back after these messages. Okay, we're back. Let's dig right into Mark Bellar and George Freaking Jimenez, never since reloaded. But, for due diligence sake, I got the colorist wrong. It's not the colorist from DC Comics, who's done a pretty damn good job with his coloring. Instead, it's another colorist whose name I do not know and I cannot pronounce. But that should tell you how good it damn well the coloring is, if I definitely thought it was that guy. So, let's dig into this. Everything you heard before is a lie. This isn't my story. This is how it all began. So, basically you're already confirming that this is not tied to any of the original continuity of the four issue series, got it. Fish Creek, Wisconsin. I told her Margaret, not only sound except the wind, but no, I've got to get my boots on and my check the old goddamn house. And we see this old woman named Margaret freaking out. And petrified to the point the husband is looking at him, and it's like looking at her, and it's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Her eyes shift down, and revealing Nemesis underneath the bed. He's under the bed, Jake. How does one miss that? If I wait, Jake came through the door. How does he not notice this white-colored guy wearing white cloaks? and whatnot It's pretty obvious. I'm kind of impressed he's that dumb. Los Angeles. You know what I love about Tarantino? Guy never stands still. Yeah, he's also trying to piss comic book fans off who like the movies. Here he invents the heist movie with Reservoir Dogs, then his second picture is so good, the screenplay becomes a bestseller. Next up is Jackie Brown to complete his crime children, and then he shouts all our preconceptions and reinvents himself completely. I'll show Carlos. Well, just when the critics have him pigeonholed as a dialogue guy, he subverts their expectations for an ode to Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies. Okay. I also have another question. Um, why are we suddenly talking about Tarantino and uh, Jackie Brown? And then he mentions this. He does a Western, and it's your favorite Western. He does a war movie, and it's better than Kelly's Heroes. Not to mention putting a stake through that Star Wars shit. You're gonna make me want to ring up The Last Jedi every time you bring up narrative subversion. What? You don't remember how infantilized audience were in the 1980s? All those talking robots and Bill Murray and redemptive arcs? it was nice to have a radical behind the camera again. And guy knew his God- Godard or from his Jean- John frickin' Picard. My only complaint is all the pop culture references. They're just too much. All these guys who have highly developed opinions are classic filmmakers. People don't talk like that in real life. Okay. So anyways, Nemesis breaks through the glass door and breaks in and causes mayhem and chaos. So, uh, you have Tuesday for him. So he breaks through the front window through the glass ceiling and kidnaps our, uh, rich guy, Carlos. Shit! And escapes. Yeah, you know, you know that, that sounds like a beginning. Uh, what the f... After the the car stopped, and Carlos is naturally panicking as the woman just... is just being the woman, out of nowhere. Oh, oh my god. Where, Where am I? The swimming pool, of course. Don't try to remove your blindfolds. They're locked at the back, and you'll detonate my tiny bombs to fiddle with them. Your only way out of the scenario is to murder everyone around you. These are LA's other gang leaders, so they're going to be quite robust. Now... um, Now I get to work fast if I were you. It shouldn't take long to find the last man standing. This is BULLSHIT! I'm not gonna play some stupid- And it's immediately stabbed. yeah, yeah. I think we see where this is going. You guys are the second in commands, but you're about to receive a significant promotion. I just want, to re- want you to realize that this isn't me muscling into your territory here. I have no interest in Los Angeles. I'm just here to cause chaos and reign terror. I'm only here to gather henchmen for seven days and you have my word I'll make it worth your while. Oh. There's lean times ahead with these tough new mayor that elected, but give me a week and I'll bury him with your old bosses. Any objections? Um... No! I don't think we're gonna get any objections from the guy who just organized a bloodbath. Uh, yeah. Good. Let's see how our predecessors are- how your predecessors are getting on. And last but not- and the last man standing is Carlos. Did I win? Am I the last man standing? And he gets shot in the head. You're the winner, Carlos. You're the winner. Now, let's get your boys into the uniform I designed. God damn it. I've traveled the world honing my cruelty since I was 10 years old, learning at the feet of murderers, gang masters, drug lords, and despots. Now I'm back to release a holy terror on this so called city of angels. A holy terror? Uh. A guy named Miller, Miller, Miller or Millard—you want to say that as well—is talking about Holy Terror. I would like to remind you this is not Frank Miller. He took a hell of a hit during COVID. Ah, yeah, COVID. Uh. Oh, damn. All the techies and actors got out while they could. The cops still demoralized. They stopped answering calls. Uh, Really? I'm not 100% certain what was going on for the rest of the world, save for what I was hearing. Mostly how world leaders and state leaders and city leaders were basically being ineffectual with the COVID virus, but that's a completely different topic. But that's nothing compared to what I've got in store. 20 years I've been making these plans and seventeen times these fingers are finding out why. Damn. So anyways, uh I must stress. George C. Madison's last run he was working on was Batman. He's on break to do this story. Yes, I'm being serious. And he is really giving it his all in this. So he so Nemesis goes ahead, crashes his motorcycle, and crashes into an arena with a two-pace spl- with a page splash of him dynamically making his entrance with two swords clanging into the floor. And everyone freaking out. And he just starts slicing and dicing them. Like brutally. Slice, slice, dice, decapitation. F this! throws a sword and it goes through someone's head. Gas got released when my boots hit the floor, a little something I picked up in an Indian lab. Almost invisible, very, very deadly. I don't want to imagine that he farted. He must have built that. You don't want to know what's happening to their insides. The Fabriquet Dillbnet's collection is $100 million worth. you think they had been a little bit more careful. Are you sure it's safe to come inside with all the poison gas? Of course it's safe, Margaret. What do you think your shots were for? Alright, now, the cops will be here in less than a minute, so I want you all to fill your bags with whatever you can find and leave your guns on the tables where I can reach them in the shootout. I don't understand. Uh, What are we supposed to do? You think you were here for backup, Jake? You guys were just carrying my extra ammunition. Wow. Um... Wow, that, 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 <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay, I'm half tempted to try and impersonate Linkar's Batman impersonation because this is how, Im- because this is kind of how immature Batman can be a coin to Linkar's character arc. And I'm just f- laughing to myself right now thinking about it. No, get out of the movie on there and fill those bags. The shoes ain't funding all that fun and games. I mean, Los Angeles was down and almost caught out, but the rich guys got together and selected a mayor who could put it all back together again. Joe Constellio is an ambitious ex-cop and former district attorney with a tough line on crime the public was crying out for. Naturally, if he's such a good, good politician, he'll be dead by the end of the week because politics do not like good people. He was last elected last night with a huge majority and a promise to put 2,000 extra police on the streets. Ah, so he wants to establish a police state. Don't worry, uh, George Feminis already tackled this thing with Jane's Tiny the Forces run. Uh, it was called Fierce State, it failed miserably. There's a lot of f- cops out there, boss. How many? 15 cars? Maybe even 20? Give it another minute as he readies his white-colored but rocket launchers and ammunition and guns. At least he's consistent with his color theme. You nervous? I would be if I didn't have a plan, sweetheart, but I'm really going to fix this place, I hope to be in the City Hall for a long, long time. Alright, now, where's Wendy Gomez? I want to see our new Chief of Police up here. Ah, uh, yes. Wendy Gomez, you want to be here for a long, long time. (laughs) Translation, you're a dead man walking. And we see Wendy Gomez hung by Nemesis in front of the entire crowd of cheering wars. And the lights go out. Hello, children. Don't worry, there's nothing to be afraid of. Ah, if I want you dead, you'd be choking on your guts right now. You don't know me, but I got such a plan for this place, and in seven days' time, everything will be clear. Only one thing stands in the way of my scheme, and it's all these extra cops on the streets. So I pulled a $100 million heist this evening, the proceeds of which I'm going to share with all the little people. What the hell's going on, Joe? I have no fucking idea. So, we find out that, um... After an extra minute of waiting, now has decided to, um, create the biggest massacre battlefield in history in Los Angeles. Are you listening out there? Because this is quite an offer. I'm putting a bounty on every head of this police officer in this city. Quite literally, as I just pulled a gun and shot this guy in the head. Much to the, the horror of the crowd, and a what seems to be a mother-watching who seems to be expecting to also be ipadding this. Yeah, that sounds about right. So what is this big bounty he's offering? Man, it has to be pretty damn good. has to be pretty lucrative to, you know, justify the mass murdering and the chaos that he's about to bring. <laughs> yeah. He announces, I'll pay you 10 grand for every dead cop. That's the end of the comic. To be continued. Yep, over nine hundred thousand people in the state of Los Angeles, in the city of Los Angeles, have just declared that are live streaming this on the internet. You just put out a hit on every cop, and for every cop dead, the person will get ten grand out of it per cop. Ah, uh, dear. So, I could theoretically just say I don't know what to think of this, but I will just give this. George Jimenez, this is damn good artwork. (laughs) Like, the artwork in this story alone made me want to check this out. Like, I don't care about Mark Millar's edgelord writing and brutality, but... Yeah, I really like the artwork. He's George Jimenez is giving it his all. You could tell that for some reason, I don't know why, but that's his opinion, not mine, uh, that he is a huge fan of this guy and a huge fan of that story by by Mark Miller and Steve McNiven from all those years ago, that he did this artwork, and it's damn good. I'll give him credit. George Jimenez is a good artist, and he's damn pretty good at it. He was kind of the right guy for this, and it makes him step out of his comfort zone from the usual violence he has to write and draw to the more Edgelord bloody crusader style with organs, blood, decapitations, and... Yeah, there's been a lot of cursing in this issue, for, in this issue alone, and I, and I must stress this is a five-issue series. And this is supposed to also lead into the big event comic, big game with Pepe freaking Larez, which is why he's not an X-Men at the moment, and has just been doing variant covers for, for Marvel since Millar hired him. Damn you all. Oh, God. But yeah, Nemesis has unleashed hell upon the city and is now unleashing more hell upon the city more. There is no happy ending from this, most likely, and I'm not going to be surprised if that was the case, because in the stories about a villain who is basically looking like so far the only, vi- only, su- only, quote, super powered villain or any type of hero or villain character, then I'm pretty sure we can safely assume that everyone's screwed. But don't worry, Mellow World's a shared universe, so we'll probably see him again in big game at the end of all this series of chaos, blood, violence, death, mayhem, murder, and probable SEX. But um, yeah, we'll have to see where things go, go next time. I don't know if I'm gonna keep doing this, but like, yeah, the first issue, it's the only reason I'm checking out this series is because of the artwork. George Jimenez is a phenomenal artist. And the colors are also compounding, are are beautiful and breathtaking. And the visual style that it's given in this is pretty damn good with the dynamics. So this was your host Eric Brown of Neo Reality Collective, and uh, ho- the owner of Neo Reality Entertainment. Feel free to like, comment, subscribe, check out my other con on throughout the social space, Twitter, YouTube. Be sure to check out more for my Near Reality Collective podcast here on Anchor.fm. We'll see you all again next time. I'll see you all soon, and let's hope this year's content rich well will be much better than how it ended last year. Peace and take care, and I'll see you all again next time.